Hello out there. This is Pamela Fagan Hutchins, and you found Wine Women in Writing. This is the show where I talk with other authors about their books, uh, especially I'm kind of partial to the fantastic books with kick-ass female characters and trying to figure out where the writers came up with them. That'll be no exception, as we'll delve into that in a minute this morning. Um, first, the obligatory You've reached a silly owned and copyrighted production of Authors on the Earth Global Radio Network. All hail Pam Staff, our Uber producer. She from whom all blessings flow. All right. So if you would like to see what my next shows are going to be, what my previous shows were, look at old ones, read the books ahead so that you're super prepared when I talk to authors, go out to, I have it here somewhere, PamelaFaganHutchins.com, where you can find all that good stuff as well as should you so desire my new release stag parties the six in the patrick flint series never hurts my feelings if you read my books too <laughs> um but that's not what we're here to talk about today today we are here to talk with the woman beside me this is sherry priest okay. there she is and um sherry has a new release but we're going to talk about our new release we're going to talk about our dogs we're going to talk about anything in the world we can think up of that we want to talk about right right Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. You're absolutely welcome. So, okay, you have been, well, you're a prolific writer, and I don't mean that like a disease. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Right, generally. <laughs> generally speaking. And so you have a number of books out, but this, the one we're going to talk about today seems to me like a bit of a departure from your past genres, if you will, or the areas in which you've written. Traditionally, you're more sci-fi, Genre, horror, fantasy. Yeah. All steampunk. Steampunk. That's the one I was leaving out. Yeah. How would you classify your new release, Brave Reservations? Uh, I'd probably just say it's a mystery. It's, it's a pretty straightforward mystery. I mean, there is a somewhat paranormal element to it, but it's, it's really erratic and not very not as helpful as you might think, which was kind of half the fun. And I, and I talked to the editor in the first place. I was like, look, if we're going to have this element, one, one thing that I want to make sure we keep consistent, no matter how many books we get to do of this, I never want her to be like the magical answer to everything. Her, her psychic powers can never be so good and so efficient that she just goes, oh, I know who did it. Because there's no fun in that. It has to be a little bit messy. So... You know, it would be an unfair advantage in life if yeah. someone was predictably awesome, Clairvoyant. Oh, I know, right? You know, <laughs> there's no fun. Well, so, and that brings us to the premise of Brave Reservations, which, by the way, I adored. I thought, oh, that I opened this book not knowing what to expect, and it was refreshing. It was this fun, quirky take on, like you said, straight up mystery that had me smiling the whole way through, even okay. as I was pulled along through a mystery and entertained and trying to guess who done it like a normal mystery. But um, you're a funny woman. You've been oh, told thank that you. before. <laughs> well, mostly I do scary, though, is kind of what I'm much better known for. But, but honestly, I think they're kind of two sides of the same coin because they both depend on, oh, there's a cat. Anyway. <laughs> She'll, she might hop up here at some point. We're hoping um, <laughs> animal appearances on the video version of this show. If you're watching via podcast, it's just, I'm sorry. You just, you're missing out on that. Cattails and uh, old dogs. Oh, here she is. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that is the biggest cat I've ever seen. You guys, oh, this cat is the size 
of a buffalo. <laughs> she is, oh, her name is Quinny, and she is the funny noise that a friend's car was making. Uh, they, they pulled over after like a 12 mile drive and popped the hood and found this little tiny kitten oh and, uh, they're dog people. They didn't really know what to do with yeah. a kitten. And they were like, Hey, you guys have fostered. No. Yeah. yeah. No, the engine didn't get her. She didn't fall out. She well, she had, no, she, she had a bunch of motor oil on her and she got real sick trying to clean it off herself. Yeah. We spent uh, several weeks going back and forth from the vet, and uh, she had real, real bad digestive issues, and and let's just say projectile diarrhea, and, and... that's a horror. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, and <laughs> or comedy, right? Or a comedy, right? I mean, yeah. it, the the dog here. There's a dog behind me. Uh, wait, wait, hang on. Let me see if I... Grayson, Grayson, buddy. <laughs> He's like, no, I already popped my head up once. I'm not doing it he's again. Like gray whiskers. He's like the wise uh, old man. Uh, well, he's an old man. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd call him wise. <laughs> Hang on, my, my laptop we have, did something weird. <laughs> we have a one-year-old puppy or 11-month-old puppy right now with two dogs. Fun. Ten and 11. And the 10 and the 11-year-old dogs are basically like two middle, you know, claws up to this puppy. Mm -hmm. Like, leave me alone. But we, we we're hoping she keeps them young. Well, yeah, and this one, the, the the guy behind me here decided that that was his kitten, because we we had we, he he's great with foster kittens. We used to use them to socialize foster litters for other people. Uh, oh, he'd just lie there like a jungle gym and let him climb all over him and bite his ears and pull his tail. He doesn't care. He thinks it's fun. But this one, he decided he was like, you can't. This one's mine. It's it's mine, and I'm keeping it. And she's just so. Well, she's she topped out around 20 pounds, which was kind of amazing because she weighed 1.12 pounds and could stand in the palm of my hand. She was tiny, tiny, tiny. And after having consumed a large amount of motor oil, she still obviously grew to some close approximation of what would have been her full capacity. God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, she's enormous. And he's about 80 pounds. And uh, he's a Pyrenees mix. Maybe part Maine Coon or something? I mean, Everybody makes that guess, and, and people ask me all the time, oh, what's her breed? Well, that's a long-haired North Georgia random cat. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. I mean, oh, who, who knows, basically. I love it. And it, I love it doesn't it. matter. <laughs> well, so, okay. so Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, cat interruption. <laughs> we, would, we would really have fun talking about animals for the entire mm -hmm. show. We make it back to it. We make no promises. We make it back to the animals. Maybe. But, I got another dog who hasn't showed up yet. That's right. I mean, <laughs> so we'll take a break, dog. Um, so with Brave Reservations, very funny book. So the premise... Right. Funny is where we were going with that. Right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and, and not horrifying, although we just basically exemplified why they are two sides of the same co coin with the projectile well, bomb. Right. Well, no, I was going to say, the idea is that uh, the, the mechanism is the same for horror and for comedy. It's surprise. You know, you laugh when you're surprised or you scream when you're surprised and the context is what makes the difference. And the example I used to always use, because I've had these, these, these talks here and there, is, is about like a guy hits another guy with a hammer. Well, is it Stephen King or is it the Marx Brothers or the Stooges? It, it, it really, the context makes all the difference. If it's, it's going to surprise you, but is it going to delight you or, or, or horrify you is the question. And I kind of feel like some of the funniest people I know write some of the scariest and darkest material that I know. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll take a swing at that. What the heck? And I've gotten to do funny once or twice before. Um, I work in a George R. R. Martin's wildcard series. 
And I did a short mystery for one of his releases in Mississippi Roll uh, that it just it was funny. It was a, it was a mystery, but it, it's just there for laughs. And it was so much fun to do. And I'm like, I'm going to do a full length, something well, like that. And, and so what was the impetus <clears throat> for Brave Reservations? And, you know, did you just say I want to do funny or did something happen and you weren't feeling it or what was well, that? it was just kind of it was it was a combination of things and and writers like to talk about you know who's an architect and who's a gardener who, who's by the seat of your pants and and you know who's who's a plotter um for, for me it's kind of all of the above and none of the above it's more like Katamari Demancy if you remember the video game where mm -hmm. it's like things just keep sticking together and get bigger and bigger and bigger so for me it was kind of a combination of the name of a of a antique import store in downtown Seattle that's long gone called Farfetched, which I thought, man, that's a great name for something like that. That's a great God. You could that'd be a great name for all kinds of things, you know. And the idea that um, maybe it was just kind of dark enough in the world right now. Maybe I should just do something a little more fun, maybe a little lighter, because I was having a dark time myself <laughs> there was a selection and then a cross-country move and we had just all this stuff going on and and i was consuming a lot of comfort television and and like the lighter more fun mystery of the week stuff like um yeah. i zombie and, and even lucifer and the tv show psych on usa became one of my favorites i binged all eight or nine seasons and the movies like in three months <laughs> and it's delightful but it's like it's it's frankly low stakes i mean people die they're murders you know whatever but you don't actually know any of those characters you don't yeah who cares and the the main characters aren't really they're not usually actually threatened and you're just there to watch these people hang out and have a good time together and 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 i was like man i i would like to do something like that i would like to have an ensemble story that's a puzzle mystery and uh it's not too dark and not too deep but, uh, you know, it, just with a bunch of people that I personally would like to hang around. So And so there you go. Speaking of people you'd like to hang around. Okay, so the main character, Lita. Lita, yeah. Lita. Lita owns a not very successful travel agency. Well, it's very new. <laughs> it's very new. We have high hopes for Lita. Um, and, I mean, you had me from, from the get-go. Uh, when she is pulling a passenger off an airplane because she has this weird <laughs> premonition that it's going to crash. And it turns out he is a Seattle police mm -hmm. detective with a cold case. And when he yeah. realizes she's psychic, comes back and wants her help with this cold case that in turn... It's connected to... Yeah, yeah, connected yeah. To the, uh, how she feels like the um, death of her fiancé. The whole, okay, so the whole starting off with this, with this woman, I'm getting the giggles talking about it, <laughs> who's pulling this guy off this airplane and, and doesn't have a reason why, and then coming in and seeing her friend and her not yet successful travel agency was just light and delightful. So as, as somebody that has been doing, like you said, sci-fi, fantasy, steampunk, steampunk horror, things with higher stakes, was there any part of you that felt like, oh my gosh, I just totally, oops, we lost her for a second here. She no, I'm there. I'm sorry. My cat, like, hit the mouse and I tried to click out. I'm like, no, and, and, and I'm sorry, but I'm back now. She put, she, she's tall enough that she put her hands up here and like just bopped the mouse and it just, whoop, 
She's evil. She she was like, how can I mess with her most? What what right now? What right now in the middle of I'm so sorry. But anyway, I'm back. It's, this is the delight of doing these shows, which I've been doing for years from home. <laughs> but now everybody's from home, right? And it's just, there's an element of realism. And if I shut the door, she'll just beat on it the entire time. And then the dog will get upset. And then he'll want to come and go. And then the other dog will wonder what's going on. So I have the door cracked because yeah. I have learned from low these many Zooms in the last year. So this is the most efficient, peaceful way to do this, even though it is imperfect. So, so have you been hearing my dog snoring? I've been wondering whether I should. No, but I love it. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. It's adorable. I keep hearing like a faint something in the background. And if that's. <laughs> hey, it beats a husband snoring any day. Like, you know, your husband is just kind of whap awake when the dog does it. You're like, that's so cute. Listen I know. to you. Isn't it the truth? The dog is adorable. You are disgusting. Put a pillow over your face. You know? Yeah. My husband wears a CPAP now and I can't decide hmm. if it's worse that he snored or now it sounds like a small hurricane blowing towards me at any given moment. Is it like night. white noise maybe help you sleep or? No, it is better. It is better, but it is white noise would be generous. It, sometimes it comes loose and there'll be like white noise. And then all of a sudden it says, and he turns toward me and it's really cold and it's like blowing me across the bed with cold air. But you know what? It's better that he doesn't die in the night to sleep. This after. is also true. So, yeah. you know, that would be horror. It's, it's a net positive. Exactly. <laughs> it's surprising either way. But. It's surprising. <laughs> okay, so what I was going to ask you was, Sorry. was somebody that's written um, for, for, for higher stakes before with some of your mm -hmm. characters and your books, was there a part of you that as you're writing was delighted? Or was there a part of you that was like, I'm cheating? Or this is this isn't supposed to be so much fun. Or how did you feel no. writing it? She's back. Hang on, um, <laughs> little monster. Uh, she's just like right in the same spot. Just kind of keeps poking her head up. Let me see if I get my hand like right into the frame here. Just do 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 at the mouse. Just doing that. Uh, no, it, like the only part that felt like cheating is that I actually got the idea from an actual psychic travel agent who I warned that I was stealing That's her thing. Now, oh in like. In, in a nutshell, because I've told the story too many times and I don't want like too many people to go, oh God, this story again. Uh, I was I was trying to get out of Houston out of an event. There was a big storm coming and this woman, I just get a text alert in the in the car on the way to the airport saying, you know, doo -doo -doo -doo, I've changed your flight. I was hoping to catch you before you left the event. And uh, she's like, don't worry, it leaves half an hour later in the next gate over. Just with a storm coming in, I had a bad feeling. Uh, here's your new confirmation number. But when I got to the airport, I mean, everything was jacked up. It, the American counter was down and everything was a mess. And she just keeps texting me out of the blue, like, do this, try this, pull this, push this <laughs> button, do that. So I, and I finally get through security and, and uh, the original gate, yeah, that flight was canceled. And then I get to the next gate and, and it says, you know, delayed 45 minutes. And if you fly a lot, you know, that's a precursor to the flight probably being canceled. Yeah. And so I, I, she, she pings me out of the blue. At the time I was living in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I've lived off and on for most of my adult life. And uh, she's like, hey, how close are you to Nashville? And I can see where she's going with it. And I was like, listen, I'm actually much closer to Atlanta, to Hartsfield. I'm at the very south end of the state, I'm about 90 miles away. I can just rent a car and drive home from there. I've done it before. She's like, no, I'm gonna get you home tonight. 
And if you have to rent a car, you're not going to get home until tomorrow. So is there someone who can pick you up? So I talked my poor husband into a you know, three-hour round trip to come and pick me up late at night. But he does. And, and we get home at 11.58 p.m. And as we pull up next to the house, the, the thermometer on, on the car dash clicks over to 32 degrees and it started to snow. Oh. And so the next... Right. And so the next day I, I text, I was like, hey, I wanted to say thanks about that. You know, it's like you're psychic or something. And she goes, oh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, that's my side hustle of, for the last 20 years. I've been working with the Houston Police Department and I've helped them close nearly two dozen cases. Wow. That's I was like, awesome. that's that's amazing. I'm going to steal <laughs> that. You know this, right? She's like, God bless. You know, yeah. I showed I showed that text exchange to everybody I knew because I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is insane. But, but I love, so that felt a little bit like cheating, but Lita is very, I mean, this woman was, was older, obviously, and she was out of Texas. Didn't and do this clairvoyant was, karaoke. No, I don't, well, if she did, she didn't mention it. Because Lita <laughs> so. does clairvoyant karaoke, and I totally think that should be a thing. And I, I don't know, I don't know if I'm clairvoyant or not. <laughs> Every now and then I feel like I know things, but I want to try this clairvoyant karaoke. Basically, she holds things that belong to people in the audience. It's psychometry. She, she touches things and kind of gets a read on them and, and, and picks a song. Yep. And, and maybe it means something to him. Maybe it doesn't, but usually yeah. it does. It's, and, cool. you know, I was actually thinking of an old episode of Charlie's Angels, <laughs> like, like the original that I caught in syndication as a kid all the time. Talk about where, comfort TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but yeah, same planet It's comfort TV. The puzzles aren't very high stakes. You're there to watch these characters do their thing. Mm -hmm. And there's an element of competence porn to it as well, where like, you just really like watching people who are good at what they do. Go be good at what they do. Yeah. And, uh, but, but there's this one episode where there's a mentalist who's like taking objects from the crowd and, you know, doing his thing. And I remember it really, really specifically because the very end, Charlie tells the girls on his little speakerphone that he was at that event and that furthermore, he gave the magician his watch. I think it was his watch. And I was like, if I, if I ever see this episode again, now I remember I'm going to figure out what Charlie looks like. <laughs> so I caught it on syndication years later and they keep it, they, they keep somebody standing in front of whoever the actor is the entire time. And I'm like, oh, that's cheating. That's cheap. That's cheap. I come on. Mm. But I was like, well, all right. Well, what if the guy, you know, but, but what if someone did something like that, but they're actually, you know, they actually have some sensitivity to them. Mm -hmm. And what, what's more entertaining than like a man in a tux taking, you know, well, how about a karaoke bar? Well, how about it? it like, like a fortune telling jukebox, basically you put in your quarter and it gives you a song and, and maybe it tells you something and maybe it doesn't, maybe it should tell you something, but it doesn't. And maybe she just whiffs it entirely, but it's a way to practice. It's a way to hone a skill. And her skill is, as you said, it's inconsistent. Mm -hmm. um, and and even to the extent there's consistency, she doesn't know what to make of it, which makes yeah. her an inconsistent um, uh, psychic, even if the power is developing and, and honing and getting better. So that yeah, because it's hard for her to contextualize. Like, well, I see this thing, but I don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. And 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 that actually was kind of loosely inspired by an old SNL skit with Christopher Walken uh, from around the time the, the Dead Zone came out. Uh -huh. He did this thing called the Trivial Psychic, and it cracked me up at the time, and it still does, where he runs around grabbing people really frantically, like, hey, this morning on the way to work, you're going to spill your coffee in your lap. It's not <laughs> too late. And then he runs... 
So it was called the Trivial Psychic Skit. And I went ahead and kind of, I couldn't remember what it was called. So when I was drafting it, I called, the, they refer to it in the book, obviously. I called it the Inconsequential Psychic. And, but when I looked it up and I was like, you know what? It's not unreasonable that these women who, who were infants when the skit aired wouldn't know exactly what it's called, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we just decided to let it ride. <laughs> like they yeah. think it's called the Inconsequential Psychic. So. And you know, you know what's funny to me is picturing Christopher. I haven't seen that. Um, I haven't seen that. <laughs> There are bit. YouTube clips. Oh my God, Christopher <laughs> Walken is the best. I love He's the wonderful. clips of him dancing, where they show him oh, yeah. dancing in all his movies because he was a dancer or is mm -hmm. a dancer. Mm -hmm. so still anyway, are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and he still dances in his movies. But um, you guys, this is well. Okay, I have another question. Are you going to continue with Lita? And at well, there's at least one more coming. Okay. Uh, slated around this time next year, and whether or not there will be more beyond that depends on how many people will buy these. And I hope that you guys heard that and go out and buy it because <laughs> it is delightful. Well, thank serious. you. I, I would love to keep doing them. They're they're so much fun, and I have like all these. <laughs> I have I have a notebook filled with clues, just <laughs> random stuff that's not where it should be. Yeah, I thought was interesting and could be a clue to something somewhere else. You know what I, I love mean? That. Yeah, and and it's like all 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 this weird out of place stuff that makes perfect sense, but you wouldn't have thought of it because that's kind of the whole trick to a mystery. Like you know, you gotta it needs to be in plain sight, but it also needs to be surprising, and and it's shifting that context that uh, makes it work. I when I you know <laughs> as you continue, I suppose to write horror, steampunk, sci-fi, and fantasy. Ooh, bless you. A cat sneeze. Um, this is a balance, right? So yeah. it, it's it's like kind of cool to think of um, both sides of a surprise working in your brain at the same time. Yeah, working yeah I'm working on uh, uh, I'm working on the rewrites for the sequel right now. The, the working title is Flight Risk. I'm uh -huh. hoping to keep it, uh, but the original title of Grave Reservations was far fetched. You know, stuff changes, oh, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wanted to change it because it had a hyphen in it, and they're like, some, you know, book buyers and vendors, you know, library systems, they don't like a hyphen in a title. It can throw off a search. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I hadn't thought about that. Good point. And and we spent, if you, me and my agent and my editor, we spent probably the better part of a week just, like, firing random words back at each other, like, what about this? We got, we got anything with this? <laughs> Here's a phrase. Eh, eh, eh. Great recipe. It's good, though. It, I, it was a lightning bolt. Like, yeah. it doesn't happen to me very often. It's only ever happened one other time when it comes to a title. But I was sitting outside on my deck having a drink, just kind of thinking. I had my phone with me. And in notes, I had a list of keywords and travel terms. And, like, trying to find the right pun. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just kind of just bolt of lightning. Oh, my God. That's it. And so yeah. the... the if we do get to do more, the series uh, lead line is the booking agents because he's a cop who books people and she's a travel agent who books reservations. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This whole pun thing, you are quite talented at it. Why, thank you. It doesn't come naturally. I, I have to work for it. it. Again, it took like a week of just kind of just now, throwing stuff at the wall with two other people. But but I did eventually get there. One after another, and it sounds right. like Walsh was just so good at this. Flight risk, great reservations, mm -hmm. the booking agents, blah, 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 blah. I, 
Well, yeah, but all of those three things together took like a month. So, <laughs> so don't get too proud of me too fast. <laughs> well, you guys go out. This is an order. Go out and pick up a copy of Grave Reservations. It's Sherry Priest's new, <laughs> very surprising and funny book. And thanks for being on the show with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. It's lovely to talk to you, even in the morning here on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, you got the quiet version of the dogs this way because they've already had their walk. So you get yeah. the sleepy old man behind me and... The cat who feels left out of the walk every day, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we are always glad to have animals on the show. And you guys, be sure you go out to PamelaFaganHutchins.com. You can catch the old shows, get the books for the upcoming shows, and you there can see, if you forget it, the name of Sherry's new book. Whatever you do, make sure you do it while reading the book this week, and I'll catch you <laughs> next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.